What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And I am back with my top five bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. And there's lots of mixed martial arts this weekend. There's a UFC pay-per-view. We have a big Bellator card, which lots of changes have been made to not uh, uh, not too long ago here. I was, I was just about to record last night, and then I was like, wait, hold on, there's a lot of changes. So one of, one of, one of my bets was uh, was Ixnaid, as uh, I believe that phrase goes. So I, I, I held off for another few hours to see it happen. So we have, a, we have a new bet, and we have five bets for the weekend. There's also a big Cage Warriors card, a really good Cage Warriors card as well this weekend. So... I think uh, if if you're an MMA, you know, there's a lot of people out there just UFC fans and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're an MMA fan and you like all MMA all around the world, it's a, it's a pretty good weekend for you, if I'm being honest, um, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll enjoy it. You know, we'll enjoy it. Why not? Why not? Um, let's have a quick review of last week. We'll do this very quick now because <laughs> it, wasn't the, it wasn't the best week ever after hitting... Four from four and the flyer the week before. After being on the greatest run, we came back down to earth last week. Um, only no flyer and only one of the four bets hit. So yeah, not not a great week. Um, James Webb, I had picked him. He lost. He was winning, 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 and then he got hit with a big shot at the end of the first round. I thought it was a bit of an iffy stoppage, if I'm being honest. But anyway, he, I think he was look. He was badly hurt, and, and he he uh, uh, he lost that fight in fair play to Mick Stanton. Good win there. Um, Shauna Bannon lost as well um, in her debut. Look, it was one of those octagon jitters kind of performances, I think. But having said that as well, one judge gave her the second, one judge gave her the third. So, you know, she wasn't too far away from winning the decision, but I don't think that would have been right. In fairness, now I think Shana would probably admit that too. But, yeah, um, I gave the over on Aspinall to Bora one and a half rounds. That that didn't happen. And I gave Muniz to win the decision as well. Honestly, I thought it was kind of going that way, but Paul Craig did brilliantly to turn it around. But the one I did get right was a plus 120 bet on Madaris Flaminas, uh, who got a fantastic, maybe knockout of the weekend even. It was a great knockout uh, over Daniel Skibinski uh, in their fight over Cage Warriors. So, look, we'd won plus 100 winner, not too bad. Well, sorry, 120 winner, not too bad. Uh, but we'll be hoping to do a little bit better this weekend like we the week before as I said we'd gone five from five um you know we'd got a couple of a lot look the flyer has hit multiple times plus 650s plus 500s and stuff over the last few weeks so we're not doing too bad overall record 48 of 98 um I'd, I'd love to when we go obviously we'll be getting over the 100 bets this week I'd, I'd love to get to the 50 so let's let's get at least two let's get at least two um and then 11 of the 25 overall on the flyers, which I'm absolutely, uh, absolutely delighted with. Right, let's get to the bets for this week. Um, the first bet I'm going with, uh, I, I'm going, I'm going to go to the main event first of all in UFC, um, and I'm picking Dustin Poirier to win inside the distance over Justin Gaethje at plus one forty-five. Now, the reason I'm going for this is. It's pretty simple to be honest, and it's that I went back and I watched the first fight. And I was doing um, I was doing a preview show over in Severe made it uh, last night, and um, talking about it much. Do you know sometimes that the and I, I'm obviously recording this a little bit later than usual because all the fights fall out. But sometimes the later in the week you get. And the more thought you put into the fights, and the more you can. And I watch back the fight. And I always watch back the fights, obviously before these shows. But you kind of think like. How 
how's it going to go the other way, right? So let's say you go back and watch the fight and you think, right, I think this guy is going to win, whoever it might be. And you kind of think, like, how could that be wrong? And I've been trying to think about that with this fight for the last few days, and I find it very hard to see a way that Poria doesn't adjust from the way he won to won to win better. And I'll explain that in a few different ways here because uh and he won if we, if we remember the first fight, he won inside the distance that time too, got the finish there. Um and the key to that fight really was Poria's defensive ability and his ability to win all of the boxing offensive work. He just won it all, right? What kept Gaethje in the fight was his leg kicks. Now, if you listen back to the commentaries, it's funny, like, sometimes leg kicks are underrated and sometimes they're overrated. And in this fight, it was weird because, like, and, and I don't criticize the commentary too much. It's a hard job to, to do. But when you listen back, you can kind of, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's way easier to analyze it afterwards than doing it as it's happening. But you could see that, Poria's shots were landing so well and so hard and sometimes when there's leg kicks landing you see a guy hobbling a bit maybe it's kind of hard to uh, um, not to ignore that but it's hard to see that and then see the damage that that guy who was actually hobbling is also landing and it's very hard as well to look back at that and not see that Poria was doing so much more damage than those leg kicks were doing even though the leg kicks were very good right so what has changed since that fight Okay, um, I think Gaethje has become a more technical fighter, and Poirier has been, you know, Poirier, around that time, I think that's when Poirier was coming to his prime. That was kind of, maybe even the best Poirier, to be honest, uh, and I think he's been as good as that since, you know, and not the wins haven't, the fights haven't gone all his way, he hasn't won all his fights or whatever, but he's fought pretty consistently well since then. Um... And Gaethje's fought consistently well since then, but in a different maybe manner at times. And, you know, there were times in a physio fight and other fights as well where he, he fought to his maybe old, uh, more braggadocious way than, than uh, uh, the more uh, detailed fighter that he's become under the tutelage of the wonder, wonderful Trevor Whitman over the last few years. So I pose maybe two questions here, and the first of which is, like, if Gaethje does fight, that more technical game will it work well if you watch the first fight it was Poirier's ability to be more technical than him offensively and defensively that won him the fight and allowed him to dominate the boxing match when I say boxing like there was the kickboxing Gaethje did land a lot of leg kicks and stuff like that but most of the offensive striking work was dominated by Gaethje because he's more technical and even when Gaethje tried to brawl he was more of a brawler back then it did not work so if you become more technical and take away the brawling aspects of that is it going to work better or worse I'd argue worse like it's a very big gap to make up and has Gaethje made up that gap well I suppose we'll see on Saturday night maybe if he decides to fight that way but I would argue probably not right so I think it's going to be very hard to out technique Poirier the other side of it then, the second question I'd ask is, what does he do? Um, and I I think the answer to what does he do for Paria and what does he do to Gaethje are very, very uh, um, different, but the same. Just the opposite sides of the same. So what does Gaethje do? He had so much success kicking in the first fight. 
just kick more. <laughs> and like, it's very, do you know what? It's very hard to kick more than he kicked the last fight. But one thing I've noticed with Gaethje is he kicks a lot in the first round and he kind of has the damage done and he kind of gives up on it a little bit. And not that he gives up on it. I think he just opens up with his strikes and things. And sometimes that's smart to do. But I think he needs to kick in the first, second, third, fourth and fifth if it goes there. I really do. I think that's how he wins the fight. But if I'm Dustin Poirier, I'm looking at it from Dustin Poirier's point of view, and you think to yourself, right, Gaethje kicks a lot in the first round, but maybe he doesn't in the second, third, fourth, and fifth. Why would you stand in kicking range? In? Maybe maybe not stand all the way outside, but what about all the way inside? What about, uh, it's hard to take uh, Poirier down, uh, Gaethje down, sorry, and Poirier, but uh, Poirier has tried a few times to take him down, especially in the second and third rounds uh, of the first fight, but push him against, try to take him down. If you can't take him down, push him against the cage. There was a one stage where he was able to clinch him at the second round. Like, Gaethje isn't immune to getting clinched or getting taken down. It can be done now. You might eat an elbow in there or a few shots, but you're going to eat shots anywhere you go against Gaethje. But if you took away the leg kick and took away the damage he's going to go there uh, do there by the time you get to the second and third round and he's not throwing those leg kicks you can have all the success with your hands without being derailed by uh, a very bad calf so i like how is it easier to land a lot more leg kicks or to clinch a guy i would argue to probably clinch a guy so i think maybe the advantage is there to Poirier too and that's really like the two biggest cruxes of this for who will win best off the first fight, I think both go to Poria. And if you finish him in the first, I think he'll take less shots in this fight. It'd be very hard not to see him finish in this one again. Like Poria has gargantuan power as well. Massive power. And Gaethje has look uh, <laughs> a worldy chin. Um, but, as we saw in the first fight, there's only so much you can take if you're up a guy up against the guy with the power of Poirier. Um, and even if Poirier fights, let's say, um, they both fight a more technical fight and there's a few less shots landed, I think Poirier has the better chance of landing that one big shot. Now, does Gagey have the chance of landing one big shot? Absolutely. Gagey could come out and hit him with a, a big uppercut or a right hand and it could be all over. He could hit him with one leg kick and it could be all over. You know, it really could. So, look, this is MMA. It's a, it's a, it's a close fight, but I do think if you look at the all, uh, look at all sides of it, I do think Pari has the advantage, and I do think the reason that I'm giving him to win inside the distance is I think that clip that it, of which he will land with power shots will up and up and up as the rounds go, and uh, I like him to win inside the distance. The fact that he's five rounds to do it as well gives even more credence to that pick. So, plus one forty-five Pari to win inside the distance. Bet number one. Second bet I'm going for is Bobby Green to win by decision, and it's plus 135. Uh, he's fighting Tony Ferguson on Saturday night. Um, the reason I've gone for this is is pretty simple. I think if you look if you look at Tony Ferguson, right, he he's on a really downward path in his career. He's had a big issues uh, over the last um, you know over the last few years. He's lost all his fights since 2019, and you know he's been finished a few times as well. He's been knocked out by Justin Gaethje, by Michael Chandler, and submitted by Nathan Diaz. Um, but in the middle of that too, he went to a decision with Oliveira. He went to a decision with Dariush, and I look Bobby Green from all the names I mentioned there. Even yeah, even Diaz, I would say, is is a step down. It is a step down. Now, 
Tony Ferguson needed to step down. And the question is, is he ready to even fight someone who is a little bit of a step down? Um, and that is a question I suppose we will have answered on Saturday night. My opinion on it will be that Tony, and this is a, maybe a simple enough pick and a simple enough reason why I'm going for uh, for this bet at plus 135. And it's, I think Tony Ferguson will be better with a step down and fighting someone like Bobby Green, but I don't think he'll be good enough to get the win. At this stage of his career, um, I think he, you know, I don't like using the phrase shot or anything like that, but he's certainly no longer in his prime. He's certainly no longer one to two to three years away from his prime. Um, He's taken a lot of damage down through the years. And I think the fact that Bobby Green will come in and put it on him, and we land a lot of shots, I think will make Ferguson kind of do what he's done in, in recent fights. And that is kind of, in, in the old Ferguson, no matter how many shots he take, would keep coming and keep keep going and non-stop. But could you say that about the recent Ferguson? I don't think so. And I think if that happens against Bobby Green, it's kind of going to slide one direction, and that's the direction of Green. Now, there's another there's another two points to this, right? First of all, will Green have enough power to, to knock him out? Uh maybe. Maybe. But I do think Green um is the sort of guy who will kind of land that big shot, see Ferguson sort, and not take a load of chances to try to finish him. And like that is smart against a guy like Ferguson, to be honest, at times. You know, we've, obviously we've seen him finish, as I mentioned, over the last while, but even against Nathan Diaz, it took to the fourth round. You know, he can still take that bit of damage and everything like that. So I I, I think there's a good chance that Green knocks him out, but I do think it'll go longer. I do think it's, look, it's three rounds as well. I do think Ferguson will survive the, the power of Green. Now, the second point is what Bobby Green will show up, you know? Because if you look at Bobby Green... If the guy that shows up against Hackbarass or Ayaquinta shows up, he very well could um, knock out Tony Ferguson and he'll definitely beat him. But if the guy that shows up against, you know, and Makachev is maybe in his own, but Drew Dober and Moises and Fiziev, if that Bobby Green shows up, the one who kind of wants to mess and moan and shout at the referee and not take it seriously, I, I, I still think he'll probably win. But I wouldn't rule Tony Ferguson out of winning if that Bobby Green shows up. So it's it's a bet I like because I do think Bobby Green will show up, right? I do think he will show up in this fight. Um, and I like the price as well. I, I just think it's kind of, looking through a lot of the bets, I think this was the this was the way I think the fight will go. And when it's plus 135, I, I like it like that. Uh, right, bet number three. Um... I'm going to throw in uh, a Cage Warriors bet here. Um, and I, I actually had uh, I had a Bellator bet, but uh, we will look at the Bellator bets afterwards um, because a lot of the, obviously the fights have changed since uh, we, we went. Um, I am going with James Power over Cage Warriors and he's minus 145 to win his fight against Michael Pagani. Now, I watched a bit of Pagani and he's a very good fighter, to be honest. Um, well-rounded, he can. he's a good striker, he can do it all, and he's fighting in his backyard as well over in Italy. But I'll keep this one pretty simple. And I look, I watch a lot of, obviously, uh, local uh, 
MMA and I watch guys and 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 uh, and women on the way up and you see a lot of fighters who are good tough fighters who you think okay maybe this person get to the UFC maybe they're well in the UFC and I've seen you know I've seen a lot of them down through the years I see you know, we've seen Shauna Bannon at the weekend. I was saying, oh, she has the talent. She get to UFC. Obviously, she lost that fight, but she'll be back again. You see the likes of, you know, Reese McKee, or you see the likes of Nathaniel Wood, or, you know, Joy Herbert, who are all being, and you kind of, you see their talent, and you think, okay, they can all kind of get to the UFC. And that's, that is the the standard. When you're watching Cage or you're watching, you know, other places like that, can, you know, are they good enough to get to the UFC, right? And I feel like there's a lot of people we've watched recently, you know, have been and have done it and like Nathaniel Wood and I, like Joy Herbert and stuff, it hasn't gone, you know, smashingly, I suppose, for all of them, but it's gone well and they've had some good fights and look at the likes of Ian Gary and has had a, a, an unbelievable run and ranked it on, right? So what point am I making here? You're in the middle of betting show, Sean. What are you doing talking about uh, this? James Power is a guy... Uh, and he's only what is he only four or five fights into his career or something now? And as a, <laughs> I had a list of people who went nine and one in their career once, and it was Fedor, John Jones, uh, all the best, Cyborg, Noon, all of them, right? So it's not to say that he's unbeatable or he won't beat or anything, right? But here we go. To me, James Power isn't uh, UFC, just UFC caliber. He isn't. I think he get to the UFC and win four or five fights, he might get ranked or something like that. I think James Power is UFC champion sort of potential. Right? And I if people go back and listen to the things I've said down through the years, um I I haven't said that very often, right? I just think he is absolutely brilliant. For a guy so young into his career, um you know, in his last fight, he took on a, a, a veteran, a real good guy, and he ended up winning uh, pretty well in that fight. Um, and now they're giving him another big test here in the backyard against the guy. I, I did the preview with Brad. I think he'll be out before this even. Uh, and he's, you know, he was kind of saying that Pagani is the uh, the Italian <laughs> James Power. Uh, and that's an interesting one. So that makes for a great fight. But I think this guy has the potential to go all the way. I really do. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And I'm I'm betting on him for that alone at minus 145. Like, this is the sort of prize you won't get very often and this sort of talent. Now, as I'll say it again, it's good matchmaking because Pajani's a very, very, very good talent as well. Um, I uh, And as I said, like, la- very good talents have lost fights early in their career as well. So it's all, there's always a bit of... Um, a, a, a bit of hesitancy early in their career, but I do think James Power. I just think he's such a good athlete. He's good on the ground. He's good takedown defense. He's good boxing. He sets up his shots well. His combos are fantastic. He can kick, punch the whole lot. Uh, he's one to watch out for. James Power at minus one forty-five is my bet for this weekend. Right, bet number four. Um, I. I'm very, very, very reluctant to pick a winner in the Chiesa versus Holland fight because I I really don't know. I don't know who's going to win the fight. So I, here's the bet for me. Under 1.5 rounds at plus 106 is my bet. I, I've talked through this fight and I talked through it on the preview I did the other night with the lads. And the final uh, answer I came with is that I'm not sure who's going to win. But I think someone's going to get finished early enough. And my reckoning on that is, right, you look at Chiesa. What's Chiesa good at, right? He's good at getting, well, getting lads in bad positions on the ground and submitting them. 
that's what he's very good at. He's once he gets you on the ground, he's very strong there. He's bigger than most guys, even though you know he's been a lightweight and Holland's been up. I think he'll probably even be bigger and stronger than him. Um, I think getting the fight to the ground is the issue, and that's why I didn't pick Kiesa. Like if Kiesa was a brilliant wrestler, I'd be picking Kiesa probably by submission here all day. And we look at that price here later on, but I. Do think if he gets the fight to the ground, I do think he will submit Holland, and I think he'll submit him pretty fast. And that's why I've gone for under a round and a half. Right. The other side of it, then, I think if Holland can stop the takedown, I think Chiesa can be very hateable at times. Like he throws that long jab, and he kind of at lightweight, and some sometimes even at welterweight, that can be enough to kind of keep guys off him. But the point I just made about Holland, the other side of it, he's used to fighting middleweights, you know, and He's used to fighting long, tall guys. And I think if anyone there can deal with what Chiesa brings, and it's not, you know, he's not, he's not Poutan, like he's not Israel Adesanya coming in here, you know. I, I think, I think uh, Holland probably will be able to deal with it on the feed. And I think Chiesa, as I said earlier, he's a bit hateable. And when someone like Holland hits you, I think you're going to realise you're getting hit. You're going to become more uh, kind of cognizant of getting the takedown and you're going to leave yourself open. And Holland has shown in the past, like Holland's, uh, again, he's another guy when he shows up, he's very, very good. If he shows up here and does, like, think about this, if he shows up and stops the takedown, keeps on the feet, I think he'll knock him out. And if he doesn't, I think he'll probably get submitted. So that's simple enough. <laughs> Plus 106 there I think this is going to be a really fun fight I think uh, like, I think Holland will look at Chiesa And not give him the respect Maybe that he's given some of Some of his recent enough opponents uh, I think he will see Like if there's good If there's good training in there with Holland They will see that there are openings That there are gaps there And I think <sighs> I think he's good enough to take him. Like, the thing with Holland is the mentality. I just don't know if he has the mentality at the very top level to do it. And if he doesn't, he'll put himself into a bad position here and get finished by Chiesa. And look, under a round and a half, one plus 106, I, I do like that, Ben. I do like that, Ben. All right, let's go for the flyer. Fifth and final bet of the week. The flyer this week. Jan Blachowicz to win by a submission at plus 550. Over the aforementioned Alex Pehea Potan. Um, look, again, I have a simple enough breakdown in this, and it's very similar to what uh, Jan Blahovic did against Adesanya. Even though they're very different fighters, Adesanya and, uh, and Pereira, in terms of the way maybe they attack and set things up. What Blahovic did in that fight is not bite on the fence, stay very, very, very defensive, but land your shots when you need to. Be def- the t- there's two words that I was defensive but confident, you know, know when to know when to hold them and know when to fold them type of thing, <laughs> you know, know when to throw the shot and know when not to throw the shot. I think Blahovic is very good at that against kickboxers like this. When Blahovic kind of struggles, it's against guys who are maybe less technical and maybe do more things and offer him more looks, whereas, um. A very technical fighter, I think he can like 
he can um, it's not that he can see it coming but he can process it a little bit easier and he can deal with it a little bit easier and he can set up things himself to be maybe the uh the 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 artisan in there if you want to put it that way I what I think is going to happen here is I think Blahovic is going to be defensive he's going to throw his one or two shots he's probably going to fight for two to three minutes on the feet and then he's going to get a takedown I I have seen no signs yet that Alex Pereira has very good takedown defense or is very good on the ground. Um, and I think once Blahovic takes him down, I think he's going to have his way with him and destroy him on the ground. Um, I was thinking of the knockout, maybe he'll get the TKO down there. But it's look, it's one of those where I think um, the, in the Izzy matchup, like Izzy said, very defensive on the ground when he did get taken down, and Blahovic was happy enough to kind of win out the rounds. I think in this one, I think Pereira will be less happy to kind of stay on the ground, um, and I think he will try to maybe move. And I think when you try to move on the ground when against a guy who's like significantly better than you, you're gonna get submitted. You're like if you're a you know if you're a blue belt against a black belt. You're going to get submitted, I think. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Like, I, I think he'll take him down. He'll probably get into half guard. May, you know, maybe even the you know, the full guard of side control. He'll end up... Um, Blah- uh, uh, Alex will end up moving. Blahovic will, like, go into mount. He'll land some big ground about Pereira will turn over and he'll get rear naked choked. That's the way I see this fight going. Uh, look... Uh, whenever Pereira fights you know that big left hand could be landing and if he stays on the feet and he's managed to stop the takedown for the whole it's only three rounds isn't it um, it's it's going to be tough but I like, I, can't, I find it very hard to see Blahovic not winning this fight I really do uh, and if uh, Pereira wins it well we have a lot of fun to look forward to at a at 205 pounds so there we go the flyer of the week Blahovic by submission plus 550 alright um, let's look at some of the lines from the other fights um, the, the Bellator lines as I record here they're, they're still not completely out so it'll be later on in the week let's have a watch in the comment section we can have a discussion there uh, about it but some of the, the lines that are out uh, look one of the bets I was going to give and this is this has kind of moved in the last while. When this opened, uh, Danny Sabatello was minus one twenty, and he's all, he's out all the way now. Let me just look here. He's minus um, he's minus one seventy five uh, in one place. He's minus one sixty two. Uh, I think across the board. But I I'm I was looking at that bet at minus one twenty, and I was yeah, it was one of my bets. And when it goes out to minus one seventy five, I I just think that's too much. I think it is too much. Now, it might change um, the closer the week gets, but I, I do think Sabatello will win, and I said it in my preview. I'm very torn on them, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be an interesting fight. Like, will it turn into a wrestling match? I hope it does. Um, and if it does, whoever wins that will win the fight, pretty simply put. Uh, but a very interesting one. Um, Haraguchi is a big f- favorite over Shinru. Minus four hundred plus three hundred for uh, for Shinru the Wanatabe Ortega fight. I, I see in one book here Ortega's plus three fifty. Like she's a finisher and she doesn't maybe doesn't have the best record. And Wanatabe is definitely a better technical fighter than her. And I do think she will win the fight, but a plus three fifty. I don't think that's necessarily a bad flyer. If you don't like my flyer, you want another one? 
Maybe that straight up at plus 350. Uh, Lorenz Larkin has gone out to the underdog here, and I looked at this last night, and he was the favourite. Uh, he was minus... Let me just check here. He was plus 133 favourite. Yes, he's plus 105 here in one place. But, yeah, he, he was... I'm pretty sure it, 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 it's not showing up here, but he, he was it was even or he was the favourite in the last couple of days, but his price has gone out as well. The prices in these Bellator fights have changed a good bit over the last while. Um, minus 163 for Koreshkov or minus 135 in another place for Koreshkov. Around even money for Larkin. Look, it's it's pretty even. Uh, I picked Larkin there, but it's one of those ones I'm not and I'm not going to be betting on. I think it's too close for comfort in, in that. Um, yeah, and there's, as I said, the... Uh, the other bets will be out maybe closer to... I, I'm looking at a few of the risen ones here. Masayev is a big favourite. Minus uh, 545, I do think he will win. Uh, Arkelet is a big favourite as well. Minus 450. Plus 300 for Herda Massa, who's a very good wrestler. Arkeleta, it's not that he struggled with wrestlers, but he can get taken down. Mm, I, I think the size might be the difference there. Uh, I probably would still go for Arkeleta, but that price of plus 300 is an interesting one. Um... Let's hit on Cage Warriors. Um, the main event for the flyweight title, Shashak, against Martignoni. Martignoni, the former 135 champion, is favourite, uh, funny enough, minus 135, uh, plus 105 for Shashak. I do like Martignoni there. Let's see how he makes the weight on uh, Thursday. Is this a Friday card? I'm not sure. Uh, Let's see how he makes the weight, and then maybe betting that afterwards, but I do like him if he can make the weight well. Dario Belandi and uh, uh, Kenneth Skouskas are both minus 115. Belandi, a good fighter again, but kind of win some, lose some. I would avoid that one as well. Mason Jones is a massive ever, minus 900. Uh, and a few of the other fights there. Sylvester Miller's plus 140. Um, former title challenger against Emmanuel Zakaria. Miller hasn't been around a lot since interesting one fighter like you, you here's my Irish bias fight of the week Leon Hill plus 150 against minus 180 Dimitri Grillian uh, Leon Hill has improved and improved and improved under the tutelage of, uh, of Team KF and Chris Fields over the last few years and uh, Dimitri um, had a very good win over Alan Cullen Aaron Cullen last time a big knockout um but like, if you just look at the big knockouts, you'll say, yeah, but the performance before that, he was, it was good, it was good, it wasn't bad now at all, but I think if Leon Hill can get at the end of his jab and keep jabbing him, have it put on a very, very uh, professional performance, his nickname is a professional, uh, I think that plus 150 could look very good, so Sean Sheehan's Irish bias bet of the week is Leon Hill at plus 150 there, and there's some other good fights as well over on uh, KJRs, but those are the main ones there. So let's look at the UFC. Um, we'll start. Uh, we'll start from the bottom of the way up. Yeah, I was going to wrap there, but I don't want. Uh, <laughs> Jake Matthews minus two seven five. I think this is trying to be a bit of a layup here from against Darius Flowers. I uh, like Kapilov minus two fifty as well, but again, a big enough price. What about Lewis against uh, Rodrigo? Um, what about the under here minus two two five? The under round and a half. It's it's a bit. It's a bit hefty there. Lewis to get the knockout plus 270. Look, it's an interesting fight. Like, well, what do you see? I don't know. Like, Derek Lewis is an underdog here. Not, not a big underdog, but like, why are the UFC putting him into this fight? Like, Derek Lewis is a guy you probably want to be getting a win. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Man, like, surely the matchmakers are smarter than the betters. <laughs> are they like if and if they are Derek Lewis plus 170 is probably the bet to go here because like surely the UFC want Derek Lewis to get a win 
Uh, surely they see something in Rogelio to get him a win. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Bonfin, big favourite as well. I think he will beat Trevin Giles. The straighter price of Holland Chiesa is minus 150 for Holland, plus 120 for Chiesa. Yeah, I, 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 it's an interesting one. Who do I favour? Like, I, I, I went for Chiesa in my pick, but by God, I'm not at all sure, but yeah, I, I like the I like the under around and a half in that. Green Ferguson again. We we spoke uh, about that minus three fifty straight up plus two seven five for uh, for Ferguson. I said I'd look at the knockout for Green. Let's see what that is plus one seventy. I not big enough for me. Not big enough for me. Uh, Michelle Pereira and Wanderbyden is probably the biggest fight we haven't spoken about yet. Uh, plus one twenty for Pereira, minus one fifty for Wanderby. I'm really not sure how this fight is going to play out. If Wonderboy is the favourite and it plays out that way, I think Wonderboy by decision is probably the most likely outcome. Uh, that's plus 165. Not big enough for me to change for just taking Wonderboy straight up. He could, you know, he could get the knockout plus 360. Uh, Pereira to get the knockout plus 540. I would honestly probably, if I'm picking, and you know, everyone knows, look at look at Wonderboy up there beside me and all. I'm, I'm, uh, Wonderboy is my favourite fighter stylistically. But if there's one bet I'm looking at there, if you had to gun to the head, pick one bet, it would probably be the plus 540 Pereira bet there. But we'll see. Um, and then the top two, Pereira, Alex Pereira, uh, is minus 105, minus 120 for Blahovic. This is basically a pick em fight. Some uh, odds makers have it uh, basically the exact same. Uh, but I... Uh, I like Blahovic straight up there at that price. Uh, I even see one place has him here at minus 110. So I would definitely take Blahovic at that price. I think he will win. And I like Parry at minus 150 as well, plus 120 for Gaethje. Let's look at some of the props there. Um, uh, the under bets are interesting. And I like the way it turns because under one and a half rounds plus one and five, under two and a half rounds is minus one, one, two. So, like the book bookmakers do think this one is going to um, uh, going to finish as well. The fight to go to decisions plus one six five minus two one five. So I think that goes for my bet as well. There, uh, Parry to get the knockout two plus two fifteen. Gaethje knockout plus two sixty. Uh, Parry submission. I like this one. This is another one I was looking at for my flyer of the week plus six fifty for Parry submission. I do think I like. I could foresee Parry getting a big knockdown here. Jumping on Gaethje's back and submitting him. Uh, I could see that happening. Gaethje, the submission is plus 2,000. So, very, very interesting uh, prices there and some very interesting bets as well. And a great weekend for mixed martial arts. So, just to recap my bets for the weekend. Uh, Parry inside the distance, plus 145. Green wins by decision, plus 135. James Power over Cage Warriors to get the win, minus 145. Kazan Holland to go under a round and a half at plus 106. And the flyer to be Jan Blahovic to win by submission at plus 550. Let me know your bet for the week in the comment section down below here. Best of luck with all the bets. Please bet responsibly. Don't bet more than you can. And keep across Sherdog.com all weekend for your UFC 291 coverage. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. And I'll see you all next time.